you will turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke was written by a Jew. And we are going to read about another Jew. I'm going to begin from chapter 1, verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah, a priest of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. This man walked in the law, blameless. Now, I want us to go a little further. And it came to pass that while he was ex executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, he was a priest. It says, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of God. This priest, this Jew, this Levi was walking into the temple of God. The temple of God where God resided. It said, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without it at the time of incense. It said, and there appeared under Zacharias while he was standing in God's temple. There appeared an angel standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. This is an angel speaking to Zacharias in the temple. Zacharias is not a rebel. He is not some other sect. He is as orthodox as you can get. He is standing in the temple of God at the altar of incense. And an angel of the Lord is speaking to him. And he said, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Other Jews... And it says, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, Elijah. They were looking for Elijah, and here he is. It says, and to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make a people ready, prepared for the Lord. And the people to make the people prepared for the Lord. This happened to a Jew. This happened to a priest. This happened to a priest that was standing inside the temple. Do you see? Talking about the coming Messiah. He was not talking as a rebel. He was not talking as a heretic. He was not talking from another sect or another religion. He was speaking as a priest of God in the temple. Go with me to Luke 2. The birth of Jesus. I'm going to begin in Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And after eight days were accomplished, the child was born. This child, Jesus. It says, for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named to the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for purification according to the law of Moses was accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They are following the law of Moses here. 
It says, and as it was written in the law of the Lord, every male and of, that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of tur two turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout. Just and devout. This man was a devout Jew. This man was in the temple. He wasn't a heretic. He wasn't a rebel. He wasn't another religion or another sect. He was a Jew in the temple of God. And what does he say in that temple of God when that baby comes? And it says, and it was revealed unto him, verse 26, by the Holy Ghost, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, Jesus, as a child, is being administered to as by the law. It says, they took him up in his arms, Simeon did, and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. This was a devout man that the Holy Ghost promised him he would see the Messiah before he died. And that same Holy Spirit sent him into the temple of God, not out in the wilderness, not in another uh, city, not in another country, but in the temple of God. God sent Simeon. He said, the Messiah, you will meet him in the temple, in the temple. And Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes, my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles. Simeon said, this is the Messiah. Now we go down further a little bit and we're going to go to verse 36. And they're in the temple again. Not heretics, not rebels, not some other sect of their religion. They're in the temple as Jews, obeying the law. And in that temple, 36, was one Anna, a prophetess. The daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser, she was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about four score and four years, a widow of 88 years. It says, and which departed not from the temple. So this woman never even left the temple. You can't call her a heretic. You can't call her another sect. She lived and ministered to the Lord in the temple. And she comes out when that child is brought in. And it says, And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she... Coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spoke of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She was a devout Jew, and yet she's speaking. This is the Messiah. This is the Messiah. Go with me to John 3. John was a book written by a Jew. John was a book with a man that walked with the Messiah, walked with Jesus on the earth. And in chapter 3, we are going to meet another devout, another righteous Jew. This one, chapter 3, John, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees. 
Now, this man was of the, the religion of the Pharisees, the strictest of the law. He said, named Nicodemus, and not only was he a Pharisee, not only was he one of the chief of the religion, but now he's Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He's part of the Sanhedrin. This devout Jew, this devout Jew comes to visit Jesus. This devout Jew, a ruler of the Jews, comes to see Jesus. Why? He tells you here. So there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, Rabbi, this Jew calls the common man Jesus Rabbi. Why? He says, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. This Jew, this devout Jew, speaks of this man Jesus and says, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doeth except God be with him. That's another devote, devote, devoted Jew that speaks to Jesus. Let's go to one more. John 11. I'm going to begin in verse 49. This man is the high priest. This man is the Jewish high priest. There is no other man above him in the Jews' religion. There is no other man above him in the Jewish, in the Jewish kingdom. And now here is Caiaphas, a Jew. The, the high priest. What does he say about this man? What does he say about this Jew that's walking around doing all these miracles? He's going to go in verse 49. And one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them all, said to the other priests and the scribes, he said, you know nothing at all. Neither consider it that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people that the whole nation perish not. And this spoke he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for the nation. He prophesied. Caiaphas, the high priest, a man that, didn't, that wanted Jesus dead, that same high priest prophesied that it was expedient that one man should die, that the whole nation perish not. That was a high priest that said that. Now go with me to Isaiah 53. Why did that high priest say it was expedient, it was necessary that one man die for the people? And why was it a devout Jew that said it? Why was it an Orthodox Jew that said it? Why was it the people that were in the temple that said this? Because it was written in the prophets. Because it's written in the prophets. Isaiah 53. You know, some people call this the forbidden chapter. Isn't that amazing? That of the book of Isaiah, the same prophet that prophesied that Israel would be born in a day. The nation of Israel would be born in a day. That same prophet wrote Isaiah 53. And we're going to read what that says. Chapter 53, I'm going to begin in verse 3. He was despised and rejected of men. Still is. A man of sorrow, sickness, and acquainted with grief, pain. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Then it says, but surely, 
Surely, exactly what Caiaphas prophesied. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But what was that man died for? For that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Every one of those men that we looked at were men of God, devout Jews, many in the temple. In the temple itself. And they foretold of these days. You know this is the same man that Moses talked about. This is the same man that the King David talked about. That all the prophets talked about. It was expedient that he should die for the people. Because he carried the people's sins. He carried the people's curses. He carried the people's poverty. He carried the people's rebellion. All that rebellion that we have rebelled against God. This man carried it. That is why he is the Messiah. That is why he is our Savior. He didn't come with an army. He came to deal with our sins. He came to set us free from them. He came to Catch up our relationship with God. He reconciled us with his own blood. Amen. And these devout Jews spoke of it. Amen. Take that Bible. Read it. He is in almost every page. He is there. He laid down his life to deal with our sin. And when you look at verse 10, it pleased God that he did so. He's the one that sent him. And it says, and he put him to grief. He made that man on the cross sick. And when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. The pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. That's written in Isaiah. It says he shall see of the travail of that man's soul and God Jehovah will be satisfied. There is your Savior. There is your Messiah. He satisfied the Father concerning us. Hallelujah. He is our salvation. He's the one that got us forgiven. He's the one that got us justified. He's the one that redeemed us from all our enemies with his own blood. Amen. That is who we follow. That is who we look at. And as Jesus told told, um, told the man in John 3, he said, you must be born again. Amen. You must be born again. That spirit that was in that man, Jesus, must be put into our hearts so we can worship God the way God intended from the very first. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.